Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No one likes them, but they don't care. They've got the bark and the bite, or should I say, roar. So come down to the den... If you dare. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. This is Love Sport. But Harry, Harry, come on, don't crash my links again, man. <laughs> With your big-headed headphones and your funny-shaped headphones. Don't do that. <laughs> You've been back here a week. You're not even back... When was he last here? Ages ago. I can't remember last time I saw Harry here. Yeah, I've, I've retaken my boss's chair. I apologise. Exactly, exactly. Pipe down. Good evening. It's Love Sport Radio <laughs> with your Millwall fan show. My name is Aaron Paul. Joining me, got like a full cohort here tonight as well. It's international break, yeah. but do you know what? We're serious as ever. We, d- we do the bizzo on a Friday night, don't we? We try, we try, don't we? Because it's a very special event at the moment. It's 30 years since the golden year of 1988. 1988, we got promoted to Division 1. And in October, I think it was, we beat QPR to go top of the league. And some of us kept the um, league table from the News of the World the next day. Impressive. I've probably still got it somewhere. Mm. Just like a cutting somewhere. <laughs> it was a big moment. Next to Jim yeah. McDonald returns to Coronation Street. <laughs> I miss Jim. He's back on there now. Is he? Yeah. I love Jim McDonald. Love Elizabeth. He's the, he just yeah, Elizabeth. Now, everyone else calls her Liz. Call her Liz, mate. No. Elizabeth. Right, okay. Can I just say, before we kickstart the show properly, good evening, Nick. Good evening, Sam. Good evening. Good evening, Nick. Harry. Evening. But good evening also to those listening at Millwall Football Club who have copied idea for a curry night uh, during the week. <laughs> because I ha- I was given notification this week that Millwall Football Club are having a curry night uh, during... Uh, is it the Wigan game? Yeah, the Tuesday. Wigan at home. It is, yeah. 23rd yeah. of October, yes. It's curry night. Basically. It's just plagiarism. It's sheer plagiarism. So what I want you to do is either send a vat this way towards Love Sport HQ or just you know out yourself at our own curry night, which is happening... Um, Saturday. 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 Reading. Away. 
Yeah, I've got a slight issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> Another night then. Can I just yeah. say though, last time I saw you was just before West Brom, and you told me about their curries, and West Brom did a lovely curry. I would so thank you that. for that, Aaron. I expected a pie, but I got I, a curry. I'm going to take a punt. The Mill Curry Night has been conducted by Curry Den, who are on the uh, Blue Anchor Lane, aren't they? Around on the on, on the Blue Round there. They, they used to are. sponsor the corners, Curry but Den. Let's hope it's going to start to hot. <laughs> I'm not sure up. how good a curry it was, but they used to do a mean corner. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken corner. Chicken corner. There you go. You could have that. You could have that. <laughs> but you know what? We're, we're in better spirits here tonight because of that three points. I mean, tell us what it was all about. It's a weight off of our shoulders. Um, it's been a tough season so far, I think it's fair to say. It's been hard. And, you know, the, the win when it finally came was, was a huge relief to us all. I think there was a real sense when the um, rocking all over the world gets played at the end of the game that there's this there's this celebratory moment. It was like we'd won something. It wasn't it was just like a win. A, yeah, a real sense of relief. I mean, the point in midweek against Nottingham Forest was huge. But it was a point, you know. Mm. And to follow it up with a win, and especially back at the Den, just showed that perhaps we have turned the corner. I mean, Neil came out on the Wednesday night and said, what I've built in three years is not broken in five weeks but I was worried you know recent performances everyone was yeah it has been it's been hard it's been tough heads are down we were talking about finding this formula and somehow on Saturday against Aston Villa it worked and it clicked now Harry um, what did you think what was it that you felt really changed the middle performance um, I think as you said the forest the forest point was like a win when Millwall 2-0 down, I mean, we're normally the side that throws away a two-goal lead away from home, really, if we're being honest. Um, when was the last time you saw Millwall score two goals to get back into a game? It, it doesn't happen very often. I can't remember. Long while ago. Yeah, so... Does yeah. anyone ever feel confident when Millwall two goals up, by the way? Uh, <laughs> when I two to, up, no. <laughs> the last time I felt confident of us being more than two goals up, I think John Barnes was manager of Tremere, and we were 4-0 <laughs> up inside, like, 20 minutes. It was, uh, I think Henry was playing for us. Um, Macketeer was his right-hand man, wasn't Macca he? Was oh, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Do, do you hear the story about when they got sacked? And apparently they had to cycle out the car park or something like that. It's like, like a hate mob outside. It was just, well, no, I think like you know they'd filled one of the cars with like too much stuff from like the office. No. And like one of them had to cycle out or something. It was, it was a nut Classy. story. An absolute nut story. Right, it says here on our running order, piano off our backs. Piano off our backs. Famous story about Teddy Sheringham. We're going to go back to 1988 for momentarily a famous insult from the Judas. crowd. Was you're playing with a piano on your back, Sheringham. And because he was so slow and ever since then for me whenever we've got a bad time we've got a piano on our back Toadie Sheringham's piano is on our back and that got the thrown weight. off the weight of the piano Steinway piano got thrown off of us last week because the performance at Forest that was that was worth the win just the way even if we'd come away with nothing the performance up there was so you know promising we took that into Saturday and I must admit I had a bit of the heebie-jeebies when uh, Villa scored inside the opening 10 minutes soft old goal to concede Oh, I mean, in the WhatsApp group, everyone was a bit panicky, weren't they? Yeah. Well, of course. W- was you panicky? Would you, no, I, did you I, see I, the 2-1 did... comeback? Yeah, I didn't think Villa were that good. I just thought they had one chance and they took it, which is the level of quality they have. I mean, if you looked at their bench, it was ridiculous. It was, like, it was like 70 million Yeah, exactly, on that bench. compared to us with our little Tom yeah. Bradshaw, who might never play. And, <laughs> he scored um, a couple of goals today in the under-23s. He did, but so did Sid Nelson was a well-beater at under-23 level. <laughs> uh, and Ian Holloway finished that in sort of one afternoon <laughs> against Ipswich. But, they, you know... I didn't get the crisis. I, I've been a Neil Harris supporter in the sense that I know we all are, but, you know, he's not a charlatan. He's not an Ian Holloway. He's not going to come in and talk well. Neil says the same thing after every game. 
because he's honest. He's not going to lie. He's not going to change his ethos because we've lost, as he said, lost five games, six games. Yeah, things needed to change. It wasn't going to be a complete... We're not going to suddenly start knocking the ball around like Barcelona. One, we can't do that. And two, I don't really think we're the crowd for that. You know, no, we're not going to accept that. But what you just said there, obviously Aston Villa went into Saturday without a manager. And what I liked about the Forest game was that 10 minutes into the game, they were cheering there's only one Neil Harris mm. we've been in such a bad run of form but what does that say about the club and the respect and the belief that what the it fans says, have uh, it's been mental health week and it it's, it, what it says is the Mill crowd collectively suffer with bipolar <laughs> conditions um, it's Friday night zig, it's after 9 o'clock we can do that and zag and zig and zag people but, can't see what I'm doing can but they? any other club <laughs> they would not be cheering for a manager that was in a form like that and I think that just yeah, shows yeah they would of course they would think? no yeah no, no cabbages you hear coming out Jose Mourinho's yeah but Villa fans are a bit there, there were there were one or two. I'm surprised they won a kebab. They threw at him. There were sour uh, remarks are they online. Known, and is there good kebabs up there? You know. What? Where Villa? Villa. Well, no. But Steve Bruce. Don't you see the video of Steve Bruce in the kebab shop? No. Yes. Everyone's seen fantastic. It. I've it's, learned something new. Let's get right. a tracksuit. Neil, ordering Neil, a kebab after training, like full kit tracksuit. Full kit. Neil Harris has got a deep deep credit with their support so you know I, I think there were sour remarks there was there were question marks over his tactical plus he don't like kebabs or cabbages <laughs> I don't know about that God knows what they're <laughs> throwing him down there <laughs> um, but he, you know he's he, more than more than any other manager um, he's got a deep credit and I can't think that you know certainly Lomas and um, Holloway were not given actually Holloway got away with quite a bit for some time but yeah, anyway there were, there were, Lomas was always going to have something on his back because of well <laughs> from the very moment he was appointed the West Ham the yeah poor Steve Lomas the famous Lomas. bed sheet has hung over the gates telling him what to do <laughs> I mean I've still got the text on my phone we were tuned up against Bournemouth and I sent a text to my dad who didn't come and I said we're just like Brazil and within the time it sent, took me to type it out send the tweet and but uh, send the text and by the time it actually left me with sort of you know how you get signal at football matches mm. we'd conceded three goals so um, we're not quite Brazil under low mass we're more like sort of Boston Barnsley Barnsley soft goal to give away we made a comeback from that heads would have gone down previously and that's what really struck me as a character to a dig deep definitely against the side a, a Villa side that you know you spoke about the bench you spoke about the sort of players they've got and it, it does show character and it could have been an absolute disaster mm. on Saturday but um we all did come back and yeah. I think that's the character the heads didn't drop they kept going yeah. grinded out the win and you felt when the equaliser went in the ground just oh, just erupted. Lit, and it erupted unlike tonight in the England game where it's a ghost with no fans yeah, on it, there it's, it's not back uh, the den really did get behind the players and mm. become away with three points so mm. have we turned the corner maybe just maybe we're going to be talking more Millwall next uh, looking through a few of uh, a, f- a few unsung heroes maybe a few forgotten men it's Croatia nil England nil Croatia have just gone close with a shot that's just gone wide of Jordan Pickford's posts not m- very many goals uh, tonight I don't know if you've uh, you, you've taken a look at San Marino well, they're, they're losing 2-0 to Moldova uh, Moldova away I mean have you ever been to Moldova away tough tough away fixture Considering I quite fancy I quite fancy trying to get in the San Marino first team I don't know what you have to do Gibraltar to do you do well at Gibraltar you know. I reckon. I reckon there's and a they, job for me it's, there. it's all in pounds over there as well. That's, oh, that's all right. It's, it's, it's a Marks and Spencer's. At exactly. Uh, Belgium won, Switzerland nil. They've broken the deadlock uh, over there. Romelu Lukaku with the goal for Belgium. Belarus won, Luxembourg nil nil nil. Everywhere else, but yeah, we come back. We're talking more Mill next.
Yeah, this is your Millwall fan show on Love Sport Radio. If you listen to us on Monday morning, then morning, I hope you have a great week or Sunday. Because this goes out as a podcast, obviously, mm. but we have many listeners from many walks of life. Diverse, diverse um, cross-section if, if, society. If you actually think it is a German Millwall podcast, then guten Tag. Because <laughs> it could be a German Millwall yeah. podcast. We don't actually know. Um, let's talk Shane Ferguson, the return of the Mac. Return of the Mac, return of the Ferg. He's, where was Fergie he? time. He disappeared without trace, didn't he? Like um, like the Titanic. He did. Beneath he the waves. And then he came back up again. Fergie-licious. Refloated. Fergie-licious. <laughs> <laughs> he was refloated and... No, I mean, all joking aside, I mean, you said he played well in the Fulham game, Harry, didn't you? Yeah. I wasn't there for that one. But, you know, I, I just thought he's... He, he did well at Forest. He gave us width. He put the crossing in, which, you know, the likes of Elliot. We're going to talk about Tom Elliot later, but... They shine when the crosses come in, when it gets the service. And I just say hats off to him because... He was ready. In the he summertime, was waiting. He, he was go on loan, get, get the bus, go, go. You know. balanced, he hasn't been he? involved at all. It does, and then rewarded with the starting again on Saturday. I think if he hadn't have started on Saturday against Villa, there would have been uproar because he mm. brought energy, he brought that, that balance. I think that's a good word there, Harry. Um, but I really thought... You know, Jed being suspended, Neil had to ask people to step up, and Fergie did in a big, big way. He's starting tonight for Northern Ireland as well, is he? Yeah. I think he, he achieved the accolade what? of his own um, uh, t- Twitter account, or the, 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 uh, the, the, the parody boring, account, Boring, boring Ferguson. I think I always think that's a moment when you achieve that, isn't it? But how hard must it be to be waiting for your opportunity, sitting on the bench, and then you finally get a chance? You're going to make it count. You're make or it count. is it down to character? I, I think Both? I think he's proven his character. He's actually... You remember Dave Livermore used to just get abuse mm. whenever he played? And then we ne- if we missed him in the midfield in that sort of era that he was there, we'd go missing. Bertram wouldn't be able to do it. Stephen Reid mm. couldn't do the job that Livermore done. But if you were watching the game, you wouldn't be able to say what he did. But he obviously he was, was doing something. There's a Jimmy Abdu role. Yeah, yeah, You exactly. know, the breaker up, the, 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 uh, the man that messes the midfield about. But, I mean, Ferguson is... Yeah, I mean, Ferguson's done well. He's come back. Huge character um, to dig that deep and be so far out of contention. He wasn't even on the bench half the no, time, was he? No, he wasn't. No. He was not, you know, you his know. name wasn't heard for a while. And we all thought, oh, what's going to happen? And, you know, at Forest, he, he had a massive impact. And then against Villa. But we talk about a settled side and, you know, goals coming from all over the pitch and delivery. And that's what Mill hasn't been having, the service. You know, you can talk about our strikers mm. uh, not hitting the target, confidence. Um, I mean... Even in the Villa, uh, the Forest game, I think Williams tried a shot after about yeah. five minutes, and you know that wasn't happening in weeks before. We hit so the they were up, up there, didn't we? we, we yeah, we did. Um, we, had, we had a touch of luck with Ferguson's goal. Let's get it right because he, the shot was deflected. <laughs> it was into the into the mix, and it's taken a boot and I got think in. He was it in the corner there. <laughs> but you've got to be having chances but to create. You've got to, luck. You've got to have a yeah. go. And if you fire it into that kind of zone, there's legs and bodies and arms, and it's going to go somewhere. So you know we got we got lucky there, and that was the moment where it's like um, it's like an adolescent squeezing a spot, isn't it? And it explodes <laughs> Just all over the mirror. Burst. It's Lovely. Like that That's such a great image. That kind really. of image. You know, it's like ah. Oh, it reminds thank. The season so far has reminded me a lot of last season. We had a sort of dodgy start last season until we found Ben Marshall sort of around Christmas time. The luck wasn't going with us. We were sort of playing really well away from home and we weren't getting the results. And now, again, one Marshall coming, we found a balance, we found a settled squad. and we went. So so who's going to be that person come Christmas? Who's going to be that person that's going to change it all up? I'd like Ben Marshall to come back in January, personally. 
Well, if, I mean, if, if he's, he's that would be having luck at the moment, if he's available he and if he wants to, I mean, he, he was certainly well thought of at the den. He fitted. He, it's about having that Millwall type player, but I think Ferguson may have a run now. You've got Wallace. Yeah. That they are a good pairing. Good pairing. It's this back four. It's this settled yeah. back. Four. He, he wants clean sheets, Neil Harris. He's talked about that. I mean, you you put a stat down, um, Nick, where Millwall didn't concede a second half league goal at home for the first time this season. Yeah. And Neil's talked about organisation, but he he wants clean sheets. Everyone wants clean sheets. But in the Championship, let's be fair. You're going up against such varied teams. You're going to get up against teams who have a, a real. You know, brute set of strikers. You know, s- s- some big old technical. lads, lummoxes who are going to go and, and going to attack. But you have some who are just going to be sheer technical. Uh, I you know, it, it, it's really, really weird. Every week the challenge differs. I think the thing is when you miss a centre half partnership like we have done all season. I mean, Hutchinson last season could have won Player of the Year. Cooper could have won Player of the Year. Meredith could have won Player of the Year. You don't have three out the back four mm. that are in that bracket every single season I mean how many times last season did Meredith clear one off the line get back and suddenly do that and that hasn't that hasn't been happening whereas we've been missing that leader it's very hard for Jake Cooper to come in at sort of 20 21 years of age and suddenly turn around and go right I'm the man in the back four Hmm. he's not that kind of man he's not he doesn't give me that kind of thing he's a very good player but whether or not he's got enough about himself to concentrate on anything other than his own game so when Hutchinson Hutchinson comes back a big big miss no doubt Hutchinson huge miss for us Nick and you said partnership there which is a good word I don't think we found that yet this season and obviously the goalkeeper situation um, hasn't been settled and I think if you're not scoring goals and you're leaking goals you're in trouble the return of Hutchinson, he was playing today in the under-23 game. He was. Watford, I believe. I, don't, I think it is 45 minutes, I think I saw somewhere. So that's a big step forwards. I, Sean Hutchinson, is he's got a rugged look. He looks like an old-fashioned player. You look at his face, he looks like that kind of... He could stick a 1930s shirt on him. He could have come from the pre-war era. He's got that kind of feeling oh. to him. Yeah, hard um, organisational skills. And we've missed him badly. And I think, you know, the opening goal, just going back to Saturday for a moment, the opening goal was soft. Um, in real time, I owe Murray Wallace an apology. In real time, I pinned no, it on don't. him. I, I pinned, <laughs> pinned it on his account. Um, I think probably it was Jake Cooper. So sorry, Murray, if you're listening to the show. I know you're listening out there. Um, but the return of Hutchinson is going to be massive. That could be a turning point in the season. That's where hopefully our defence starts to tighten up regularly. I think they're the best centre half partnership outside the Premier League. I, I generally believe that. Harry, what's in them sweets? I, I, do, I just do. I don't think. <laughs> Jake Cooper <laughs> will not be at Millwall in two seasons' time. There is no way. There is no way. If, there they're, if, if they're the best centre-half combination in, in, in the Championship, why have they not been they scattered were. already? They were, and, scat- and they were scattered. They were scattered. Brought in by somewhere else, some, someone else with crazy money already. Glasgow Rangers apparently wanted to but get... they're not crazy money, Rangers. We well, I think ten, £10 million pound for Millwall is a lot of money. And that's the f- rumour that was around that £10 million we will turn down £10 million for him. That so is a bold statement, Harry. I mean, they, they do, they're a good partnership, but, you know, the Championship, like I say, it's the fifth most watched league in Europe. It's, it's tough. tough. It is, it very, is very, tough. tough. They're a very good partnership. I'm not going to argue, Harry, over that. I, yeah. like, I like that phrase, actually. I like I'm going to stick with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna I always think that because you play for Millwall, people underrate you. 
Yes, you do. They do. Yes, and you've seen with Tim Kale, you see it with Stephen Reid, Lucas Neal. All these players were underpaid for by their Premier League players. But on that point, we're just going to go back to Ben Marshall, who obviously went to Norwich on great money. I don't blame him for taking the money. He's not playing at, at the moment. He's not playing at the yeah. moment. That's the point. George Savile's gone to Middlesbrough. I don't know how he's doing. I'm not reading. Oh, well, he's just been substituted for Northern Ireland. Now you actually did rob my segue, but carry on. I've nicked your segue. <laughs> Not segues in like rascal. Those two wheels, electrical. Not a rascal. Again. <laughs> not a rascal. <laughs> but you, you nip my segue. I stole Aaron's segue, listeners. Um, but yeah, I don't know what he's doing for a minute. I'm not reading of you know rip roaring accounts of his exploits up there on the T side. So uh, there, I think going back to the, my point, I'm driving at is with with Hutchinson and and and, and Cooper and others that Millwall is their theatre. That's many players yes, think they're better than the den. Um, we can all think of um, other players that have been through our club and yet somehow... They get uh, lost in the system, yeah, they leave and... One that's occurring to me is Zach Whitbread a few years ago. Do you remember Zach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get away. Could, could not wait to get away from the den because I think he had ideas that he could play at the top level and lo and behold he couldn't or didn't. Delusions of grandeur. Delusions of grandeur. James Henry. I didn't pass French. <laughs> Uh, we'll take a short pause and we'll come back with some more international scores 10 or so minutes left in Croatia it's still nil-nil between it's Croatia a thriller, and England it is a thriller Jaden Sancho has come on for Marcus oh, okay. uh, for, for not Marcus Rashford for Raheem Sterling Borussia as Dortmund. well so uh, yeah Borussia Dortmund's former Man City starlet mm-hmm. Jaden Sancho is on the field for England we'll be back with some more scores next <laughs> Yeah, Marco Anatovic has given Austria the lead this evening. They lead uh, Northern Ireland by a goal to nil. George Savile has been substituted in that game. He made Mill eight million pounds in the summer. He did. He Thank did you very much for that. George. And gave us a good season previous season. Yeah, yeah. let's not forget. Uh, Switzerland have equalised away at Belgium. Belgium Go won. on, you Swiss. Switzerland won. Gavranovic with the goal for Switzerland. Come on, you Swiss. Greece <laughs> won. Hungary nil in England's group. Kostas Mitroglou. Go on, you Magyars. Trump player. Yeah, do you remember Mitroglou? Yeah. They spent 13 or 15 million pounds on him. It's a record signing at the time. Okay. And yeah, they got relegated. They did. Was that <laughs> uh, Felix McGat? It was Felix McGat. Yeah, oh. they, they signed him. I'm, I mean, I think he only played about some like 10 Felix games. Felix McGat. He's that kind of big round glass. He looked like Penfold, yeah. Penfold, exactly. Exactly. He was actually at Fulham. Um, just like completely dressed down and someone spotted him going oh it's Felix McGat and they started asking about cheese yeah he put cheese cheese on the knee didn't he Breda Hangeland Breda Hangeland comes to him and goes I've got a muscle problem not going to make the game no 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 don't worry don't worry (laughs) go down the physio ask him for some cheese and strap the cheese to your leg and you'll be fine I used to remember in a press conference he was sat there stirring his tea Felix McGat yeah <laughs> just looking theme? at these tea leaves, and I was like, "We could be friends." <laughs> Did you just hear the theme of Danger Mouse going around your head the entire time? I, what, 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 are you into like you know reading tea leaves? No, I just thought, "Great, what's going to happen next?" It was a suspense. I was like, "Oh, what's in the tea? Can I have some?" Read your tea leaves. There's some special tea the Argentinians have. 
It's legal, <laughs> by the way. The look I just got was, uh, you're not there too. It's called what? It's called Mote. I've drunk it before in Argentina. Thank you. But what about all this stuff that all the Americans drink now? Kombucha. Have you had a bit of that? You, no. The kombucha? No, none of that, Watch, mate. I promise you, this thing is going to take off. It? It's like some fermented tea. And I found out the other week, and and expect a Z-lister to be pushing it on your Instagram. I'll soon. tell you something. Yeah, basically, uh, one of those people they call themselves like a public figure or something like that. But I'll tell you something. My mum and my sister are drinking it in in, yeah. in gallons by the gallon, and uh, apparently it's got alcoholic content. So um, yeah, <coughs> Kool Aid. That's what it is. It's Kool Aid. The old uh, religious, <laughs> the religious uh, wacko from Waco. He's had them all on the Kool Aid. The old Jonestown, right? That's the re- Jonestown. That's there it. You go. These references. <laughs> <laughs> One for the older listeners there. Pint, pint of diesel for Harry any day of the week. <laughs> pint of diesel. Pint of diesel. Um, where are we combine going next? Arvester. Yeah, com- combine Arvester. Um Are we talking about Hutch? Because Hutch. He, he's missed the last eight games through through injury. Of yeah. course, you know, one win in, what is it, one win in nine, one win in ten now for Millwall. How big of a miss has he been? Huge, huge. I'd put down our <clears throat> soft and fragile defence completely down to the loss of Sean Hutchinson. He was a... He was the, a cog you know he was leading the line um big big miss and i feel we didn't replace him but he's not far from coming back and i can't wait for him to be back yeah it would be nice to see Hutch back up he, we love a crunching challenge and we love that, it. it there was a tackle on saturday wasn't there someone was it marlon marlon went in for one didn't he and the, he caught the ground, it as well. it's almost like gold had been scored because it's a crunching tackle if you want to get to the half mill in one go Make a crunching tackle. We don't have actually have to get the ball either. Just get in there. The effort, the. <clears throat> but Marlon, similar to Ferguson, you know, he was out for ages. Could not get back in the side. Yeah. Got the opportunity. Came back in. Scored a goal. Just kept his place. That's it. And that's, I think, the message that Neil is sending. General out. lifting the squad mood. Um, and the international break has come at an inopportune moment. Whereas previously been quite opportune. Not this week. I was worried going into the international break. Because I remember the last international break, was we going to get a win? It didn't come. Mm. Then this whole period has felt like such a long time. And I'm thinking, we're not going to get a win. We're not going to get a win. Do you think it would have been better not to have had the international break? Or are you glad it has come? If we could have chosen, I would have wanted to carry on. We've got a good, a good vibe going. This this kind of kills it slightly. But um, next game is, what, Reading away? Yep. And that's got to be not seen as... an easy as place to go to, but one of the easier games in the championship well it's got Are to be any easy games i in mean the they, they, they i just don't know when they're going to make a change because paul clement i feel was the guy's thieving a living he has <laughs> been for, for god knows how long i mean we had some fella yep, come on, on, on this radio station yap stam to be fair he was thieving a living as well yeah. i love him but he was um but paul clement uh, some someone come on this radio station and, and talked about how um you know he was a coach at buying coach he at was PSG, a coach at real madrid yeah. and they go do you know what he did i go what he goes then you put the cones out <laughs> i was just like <laughs> actually to be fair you've got a point because it was Carlo Ancelotti who was doing the bizzo but he was just the executive cone pusher and let's be fair in all the roles he's done he was at Derby money didn't work Swansea money didn't work out mm. and now he's at Reading and they are a sinking ship there are holes everywhere Steve uh, Steve Bruce would do well he would, he would you know we, we've got to go to Reading expecting to get three points. I, I don't think we can settle for, for the, in the current mood. I mean, you know, I know that we've we've spoken about this kind of um, up and down kind of mentality we've got, but at the moment, given that we've rediscovered our, our mojo, we've found the mojo at last. The that, formula. The formula. Is it the formula? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. it, it's the it's the magic, um, you know, the, the essence of Millwall, and we found it again. We've got to go there, and we've got to get three points because if we can get three points there, then we really can kickstart. I'd season. be concerned if Millwall didn't get three points there because Reading are absolutely horrendous. You can't remember Millwall do things in runs, don't they? Mill, Mill won't we, we win. Get on the run, we won't yeah. win in nine, and as soon as we get a sniff with momentum, like the playoffs Bang. last season, so we're playing Reading at the right time. Playoffs, yeah. it is. See, we would. I, I still think we will. I, I still. I had money. I had English money on us finishing the top six before the ball was kicked. Huh? How much? Well, it's in a treble, but the treb- the rest of the treble's coming in. It's just me all letting me down at the moment. Fair play. You never bet on your own. You never yeah, ever bet moral on of the story. Well, no, you, you bet, bet against me all, and if we win, you're happy. Um, <laughs> well, there is that one. Yeah. So, Reading's coming at the right time for me all. Do you know who actually went bottom of the table? During the Villa game, when we were trailing half one, time. yeah, half time we were bottom mm. of the table. But I want to mention while we're on the subject, Ryan Leonard, yeah, because I think he's an improving presence in the team. Um, I'm, I am expecting better things yet to come. He's from a Mill type player, he is a Mill type player. Committed, committed. He's got um, pace. He makes things happen. Um, Reads the game. You know, I, I think, I, and he's improving. I mean, obviously, when you mm. first come, we, we, we haven't mentioned Tom Elliott earlier on, but um, Neil Harris saying he's, you know, he's, it takes time to get the grips of the Millwall style. And I'd say the same about um, Ryan Leonard as well. He's improving. He's starting to get the grips of the club. And I think we, I think in in him, we've made a good signing. I do actually. I think Leonard, uh, from the first game, he had an impact, and he just seemed to know what to do, make things happen. He mm. was in control. Mm. And I think he could be an engine mm. in the, the middle of the park. Harry, what do you think? I mean, I've got a mate who's a South End season to get older oh, and was well, absolutely well. devastated when he left last really? season. He mm. thought he he said, basically, he's a Premier League player in waiting. He, he, he could play in the Premier League. He's got the ability, the range of passing that he plays. All right, obviously, he was watching him in a League One level. But when he's come up to us, the first game was against Leeds, who are supposedly this great, amazing side that are going to blitz the league. He didn't look out of place. He didn't get overawed. The, the assist last week, that quickness to do that and to mm. snap it on, the ball was perfect. Yeah. The ball was over it one sort of half a mile per hour more. Gregory couldn't take that down in the, in the stride that he was in. And it's that little bit of quality that we need. How many times do Mill not sign quality when we need to? And again, that's off to the recruitment team because we work on the smallest budget. And to find these gems, we're doing a better job than everyone else because we shouldn't be able to get these type of players. Yeah, they've done. One hundred percent, they've done very, 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 very well there. Uh, One player I think that Mill should have gone for in the summer is Lyle Taylor, who's firing in goals left, right, and centre at Charlton. And if he's gone to Charlton, he can't be on that good a contract because they 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 don't like spending money down there. (laughs) Um, um, I mean, I suppose January looms for all of us, but um, I, I want to go back to Tom Elliott. I mean, to Lowell Taylor, yeah, I'll I, I take that one. John but, Marquez. Um, John Marquez. Scored some important goals uh, for Millwall. But I, I just want to mention Tom Elliott, because, I mean, he's been for a tough time, and Forrest... In, you know, he looked apart. He looked apart on Saturday. Um, uh, the man who's growing into the role it was mentioned by Neil Harris, and I really hope, really want him to do well. Um, I think if he's, he's finally finding his feet. He's got the physique. He's got the power. Um, occasionally, his touch lets him down a little. But if he can develop a kind of a Morrison-esque presence up front, when we're starting to see that a little bit, then I, I, I think he's the man. You know, I think he, I think he could be the, could be the, the key th- to the season. How much is confidence um, the key with strikers? That Massive. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? I and mean, I, I was going to say, what about a run as well? Does he need a constant run of games? I mean, I've, I've been reading John Parkins, but, you know, a proper lower league centre forward. Absolutely great book, by the way. And John's 
talked about how he went to a club and the manager's like, well, we want you to train. And he's like, well, look, the only way I can get fit properly and the way I can get into my stride properly is if I play three, four, five games back to back to back. And, and that's how I will do things because you just pick up, you know, your intuitions again. Uh, and I just wonder if Tom Elliott's a similar sort of thing. He works off that, you know, intuitive nature where he, he needs time to build up just those 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 characteristics again and if you're getting slaughtered by the crowd every time yeah. you make an error which you know let's be really honest that's what we do sadly um i think we. that's what you need that thick skin to be a millwall player that you shrug it off that you know they're going to expect you, you need to the skin of a crocodile at times because <laughs> um even if you can do well i mean they'll still slaughter you won't they um i heard it saturday i mean someone had to pop at him um, and of course one of his better games I, <laughs> but I how mean, sweet as it is when they do find the back of the net but Harry I, I just think I haven't been Tom Elliott's greatest supporter um, but I thought he'd done everything that I hadn't been him seeing him do um, before before the Nottingham Forest game and suddenly it's just it's switched he's doing everything that I expect all I ask is effort Mm. And he never used to show effort for me. So now he's showing effort. I'm Switched happy. Switched on like a light. 9.37. This is Love Sport Radio. Uh, we'll be back with some of your full-time scores next. Yeah, it's finished. Croatia nil, England nil. Um, not the most entertaining of games. If you stayed in on your Friday night to watch that, then um, I'd realign your priorities in the future. Uh, it's finished. Austria one, Northern Ireland nil. Northern Ireland going down to that goal by Marko Arnautovic, and Moldova have beaten San Marino by two goals to nil. An average possession count of seventy-five percent for Moldova. That's a massive game for Moldova. Impressive. This might come and get me played to San Marino. <laughs> We all follow the Moldova over land and sea. <laughs> uh, Belarus 1, Luxembourg 0. Greece 1, Hungary 0. Estonia 0, Finland 1. Uh, and by the way, Romelu Lukaku has grabbed a second. It's Belgium 2, Switzerland 1. They are all in to the last knockings of added on time. There's so we'll have some full-time uh, results. By the way, in League 2, they're playing time. Why? Mm. It's Tramir Overs. Tram, well, the traditionally Friday nights are, don't they? Tram in the, in the in back in the day, they were always playing on a Friday night. What is that because of um, because they were up against Liverpool or Everton, Everton yeah. um, next day? So they would play the Friday night, and many fans would go to Tramway on the Friday and then to Anfield or to, to Goodison. My cousin's a Tramway fan. I know my Liverpool, don't I? Yeah, my cousin's a Tramway fan. Mrs. Hart, how are you? <laughs> At Tranmere Overs 1 at Macclesfield Town 0 by the way there's some friendlies going on tonight as well South Korea have beaten Uruguay wow shot by 2 goals to 1 uh, Saudi Arabia 0 Brazil 2 Mexico 3 Costa Rica 2 USA 2 Colombia 4 Japan 3 Panama 0 couldn't get 6 like us um, and it's finished in the big one the game of the day <laughs> Qatar 4 Ecuador 3 what a game <laughs> 7 goals 7 well we can only hope the World Cup's like that in can you imagine the heat as in well in the heat of Qatar literally Oh, not good, not good. Anyway, let's crack on um, and talk out-of-contract players because Neil Harris this week has said he isn't discussing out-of-contract players and systems. No. Um, he, he, he's instead looking at, at, you know, the next two league games. Obviously, Lee Gregory is one of those players who are, is out-of-contract. Um, what are your thoughts on the situation? Lee Gregory, what a player. What a player. What um, a story. What a, what story. a journey. Yeah. Millwall through and through now. I think he... Tom Bradshaw on the bench and I can't see him starting in Lee's, Lee's place. He's, he, he doesn't want to give the shirt up. He won't give his starting place up. And 
obviously Tom Bradshaw, one of our biggest financial signings, Ever. can't get a look in. So a um, lot of fans are saying, why are we spending this so. money can't play? But Lee Gregory, his work ethic, um, you know, he... I would be surprised if we don't keep Lee. I think... There's this urban myth, rumour, whatever you want to call it, that he wants to go back up north. Um, there's a constant kind of thing, Lee will go back up north at some point. Um, I don't know the truth of that. I don't know him. I've, I have no, no input on that at all. But he's a player that, like we said earlier on, some players make their name, make their, their reputation at Millwall. And that's him. You know, I can't imagine him playing anywhere else particularly. He's, no. he's, he's just got that Millwall touch. And I just think it's a fantastic story. And he's playing so well this season. The work rate and the touch, the he passing really ability. Is. But of course, Championship League One, it all depends on Millwall's fate. Uh, it's a very hard question to say because if unfortunately it won't happen, we go to League One, it's a different different game. Yeah. So mm. I think that's going to have a big impact Come on, on what players do. That's cheap. You, yeah. <laughs> you get 25 goals in League One. That's that was me right up. I was all a buzz. <laughs> but of course we're Sam's, not going to go Sam's back. Z- I'm the, usually Miss Optimist. <laughs> nice one, Sam. What did I play last time nice I was one. on? The only way's up. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. See? Big tune. Yeah. But other, other out-of-contract players, we've got Steve Morrison. Um, then there's a, there's a, a decision. Big Daddy um, Steve. I would keep him, personally, for his presence and his the leadership. leadership. Um, his probable coaching role, I would guess, because he's not going to start so often, but... He's got a good business in George Clooney lookalikes as well, <laughs> down the uh, southeast part. I can see him coming off the bench. I mean, the, you know, the kind of... Um, the impact the, the, player. The, the, yeah, the impact player, where Cahill was last season to, to a degree. In his day, Wise used to come off the bench late when he was player manager. Even Danny Shitu. I know he's a different yeah. sort of player, but... but the influencer. The last yeah. 20 minutes when you need something... And you're chasing a game that I can see that it's a crowd you bring the crowd back into it then you Neil Harris last Neil Harris got into that role didn't he towards the end of his playing career coming off the bench um, I think one of the other players actually is Shane Ferguson he's out of contract he is indeed and originally we were all calling for the for the taxi for Mr Ferguson on those last two performances do you think he's earned a new contract no, yes he's certainly made a case <laughs> he's certainly made a case for himself hasn't he yeah definitely um, it is hard I mean Millwall unfortunately like what happened with George Savile it is a business. Football is a business, and we are a target to we're, keep we're not hold of business. our players. We're a soap opera. We're a drama. <laughs> we are a drama. <laughs> yeah, we are and, a drama. And we lurch the from mil- extreme to extreme. And Ferguson, one minute is they couldn't care less where he goes to. Two good performances. Now he's renewing his contract. <laughs> you know, if you were if you wrote it up for like a Game of Thrones type series, <laughs> just with our Twitter, people wouldn't believe it. Let alone sort of mill real life but who, who amongst us would have it any other way I couldn't bear some some beige dreary kind of um, mid-table existence yeah. you know you, you want this kind of I mean, depth of depression we've height. been to Wembley more times than anyone the only good things about if this season doesn't go well is that we hopefully will be at Wembley again next season um, you know it is up and down favourite blocks favourite pubs now favourite <laughs> block of toilets you know everything now we've been there often how important is it to get the business done early if possible massively it was, it was this I said it earlier on on the show I'll say it again it didn't help the little clubs having two windows it was a joke the FA are a joke there is no other word for them they do not listen to the clubs other than the 20 that are in the Premier League hence why we only have Leeds on telly every week in in the Sky Bet oh no but Leeds should be in their own little four way mini league I've I've got a mate online now I've got a new mate who wants to organise a a breakaway EFL league finding the good clubs which were Leeds Norwich Sheffield Wednesday 
and one other Middlesbrough. All right, that, so it's a, four, it's a four four team group basically. Norwich are good teams. Nice. Where did they all finish last season? Were they below us or those teams? We're in the Sunday Pub League. All oh, right, okay. Apparently, Division One. That's where we are with the Rose and Crown and um, you know dog and the, the weather spoons at Surrey. <laughs> Sorry, dogs. <laughs> I, I, well, you know, I'd agree with your sentiments about the FA. I mean, I've called out the FA many a time on radio and and, and at football because some of the their it didn't help us. I mean, you know, we, we had this kind of drama of George Savile one minute we're keeping then he's going to go and that was a bit of a crusher and I don't think that helped the spirit of the club particularly and I think we've suffered for the, from that a little bit but now we're moving along and yeah we've got the January window to come maybe we'll, we, we, we might make some more signings maybe the likes of Lyle Taylor you know you mentioned him the earlier on, Aaron and um, the, the only way I can see that happening is if they continue with this owner Roland de Chatelet hmm. And he continues to asset strip. He might force him out. He mm. doesn't really care. Let's be fair. And and you know Taylor's scoring goals. They've got some really good players down there. And you've got to give credit to Lee Bowyer, the guy. You know, you, you talk about managers going into to tough jobs in lower leagues. That's such a tough job. I mean, he, he, the guy doesn't even give any water to the academy players. He's like, what is going on? He didn't sound very happy on Saturday. I had an interview with uh, Lee Bowyer on Saturday. And I sort of had a little chuckle to myself because, you know, Leeds, West Ham, Charlton. <laughs> it's, it's quite nice, really, hearing them struggle. Because um, they never helped us, so, you know. Football's a dog-eat-dog world. You know, you're either, you're either doing well or you're doing terrible. There's no in-between with football. Especially Millwall. Sam, Sam, you look shocked slash perplexed. I, I'm enjoying Harry's thoughts. I, uh, He's I, wise, you know. Joe, I haven't this first time at Harry tonight, and... Um, I'm definitely going to have some of your speeds. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Go on, go on. There's a tweet from Sean Crook here saying, Tom Elliott deserves a run in the team. He shows a lot more in away games as he struggles to deal with the pressure of playing at the Den. Lendog18. I don't know. That, that's us. Uh, uh, Ryan Ryan Leonard, Lendog18 has been quality since coming in. Also, come on, you Lions. Good, good, says good. Sean. Good, good bit of work there, Sean. Uh, we're going to go for our final pause. And on the way back, you're going to be telling us about a theatre show that is happening. I think it's opening tonight. Yes, darling. It is open. I've got all lovey. Did you notice that? Yeah, that's a bit weird. You know what? In the breaks, we, we invent the most brilliant things. And we've just invented Ashton Mill Extra. Extra, extra, extra. After dark. This is going to be the, the, the 18 plus. No holding plus, back. The, the, the no hold back. After yeah. dark. Have you done voiceovers before? <laughs> I may have. <laughs> you sound very familiar. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hopefully do an extra podcast i'm actually quite looking forward to that. the thing is you're so riled up you're like yeah let's do it yeah yeah and yeah. now i can't concentrate on the last eight minutes of this show let's talk about cold blow lane the musical let's Aaron. do it come on do you like a musical nick i actually you know i'm partial to a bit of oliver and um you know um little surrey with a fringe on top i know my little light 1950s musical well today we were talking about fiddler on the roof fiddler on the roof that's Great right one. with top hole you know, big I, one i feel quite comfortable with my masculinity and i think i like a bit of light light musical no one was what's, what's wrong that? With that? Oh. singing in the rain's good Singing the Rain. Teen and the mu- Musical. <laughs> Go and see it. It's great. <laughs> but Cold Blow Lane. Cold Blow Lane. Life is a cabaret. Cold Blow Lane. Um, <laughs> it's on the Pie House, listeners, in Edwards Street, which I think is under the railway arches. I think it's like a small local theatre. Um, it's, it's a musical written by a young lady I met a few weeks ago called Annette Brooke. It's set in the 1980s. It's to do with the um, the period in Mill's history where we hit quite a low point. Anyone of that era will know what I'm talking about in terms of hooliganism. And, you know, the early 80s were, some will call them dark days, others will call them great days. Um, and I'd make no comment on that. But um, the club kind of relaunched itself as a community club at that time. And we, we um, reached out to form the Lionesses, who were formed at that time. The musical is, is, is um, built around the Mill Lionesses and their, and their um, you know, their uh, days in the 80s. And there was also, um, I remember there was a, a, a creche for kids uh, next door to the old ground. There were, there were programs to reach out to local kids, education, tackling knife crime, education on, on race and and. and Whole, all, all the usual issues, elderly groups. It was the first club to actually go down the road of being a community club. What other clubs do now and call it, you know, we've seen Manchester City and doing their their, their high gloss um, movie, and you know, we were doing this in the 1980s as a reaction wow. to those those times. Um, kind of long story short, and it's written a musical, um, a Mill musical called Coblo Lane. I wish I'd thought of this. I wish I'd done this. I'm insanely jealous of her for producing this. I would love to have done this. And it's on at the Matchstick Theatre, and the website for that is www.matchsticktheatre. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. .com. You can get your tickets. Um, she's quite a personality. 
Uh, music is set in the in the eighties. I think she's written the the lyrics, and a friend has composed the music. So it's music of its time. So you have a bit of ska, reggae, um, new romantic, I guess. Do you know how long the run is? Um, I don't. I don't think it's terribly long. I think it's probably about a week max because it's oh, it's a small scale um, local theatre. It deserves support. I'm just going to read the um, the blurb. It's set in New Cross in 1986. The musical tells the story of one team trying to deflect away from its infamous hooligan image. I don't know who that team is. Um, while the, the other Alice. side of it fights for deserved recognition. Um, and it's a depth of theatre and, and just opened two months ago. And it runs two plays per month. So it can't be on for very long. I wouldn't have thought. A week or so at the top. Um, and the Millwall show is the first one that's apparently starting to sell out. So get your tickets whilst you can listeners it's it's a hot ticket oh i can't wait for that nick <laughs> i can't do you know what i do love a football base but i've missed out on so many i mean that was deadpan a bit like nick's um <laughs> nick's horse racing analogy last week <laughs> which i did here and it was it was it was something to behold to be fair i, I think the sponsors pulled out after that little, that little <laughs> yeah. out, outburst more than likely it's a contract cancelled <laughs> well, um, that sounds fab and um yeah it's www.matchdick.com yeah, matchsticktheatre.com. I'm, I'm buzzing for it. Are you buzzing I'm for buzzing. it, Sam? Yeah. Are you buzzing for it, Harry? Yeah. And I just didn't know all that about the community, you know, and I've learned loads. The, um, the, the theatre no. manager, I'm going to put on a certain kind of voice, says it's definitely a bold choice, and whether people enjoy it will be decided next week. No. Oh. Very bold. Nick. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Can I just say, I've, I've actually organised a studio next door for our first extra podcast. Older <laughs> <laughs> listeners remember Julian and Sandy from the uh, the Navy Lark, I think. <laughs> Look at your face. You're just like, Arr. I'm <laughs> thinking, who's Julia and who's Sandy? <laughs> this does happen from Very time bold. to time. It, Very we bold. forget that we're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note... Right, on that note... Um, oh, it's the play-out. Interna- we are being played out. Though. Yeah, we are being played out. International break. Uh, Croatia, nil. England, nil. It's finished. Northern Ireland have <clears throat> lost in Austria. What are you doing this weekend? Um, tomorrow, my daughter's coming around tomorrow, so we're going to be, um, you know, family type stuff. Probably get a curry on takeaway. Watch the telly. The, the Strictly, there's big news on Strictly, isn't there? There's this couple of dancing. Saturday's a football, mate. I know. Left arm. Yeah. Right arm. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Could weird, go to no Millwall, no, no life. Non-league. You go non-league. Go non-league. non-league. Support side. your non-league. Uh, thank you very much, Sam, Harry, Nick. You're welcome. Hopefully, you'll be following this by listening to our extra podcast because do you know what? I'm buzzing to go next door, so <laughs> go away. <laughs> I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program.